Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift. Kind of an emergency edition, but not really. It's a weird emergency podcast. Uh, the klaxon sounded maybe two months ago when Miguel Angel <laughs> Lopez got booted off Astana. Kazakhstan opening up a spot when B&B were about to fold and then did fold and Mark Cavendish was left asunder as well as Case Bowl. Finally, finally, it was announced the worst kept, not even a secret, frankly. Those photos of him in on Willia at the training camp circulating on the internet and they finally announced that he's joining Astana Kazakhstan on a one-year deal. But before we get into that, I'll mention the Zwift Hub Challenge on Strava. Ride 25Ks, which I believe is 16 miles. My Fahrenheit to Celsius conversion is not as good. Ride 25Ks to unlock $50, 50 pounds or 50 euros off a Zwift Hub and also go in for a chance to win $1,500 or over a 1,000 pounds worth of indoor cycling tech. You can join the challenge on Strava. There's over 105,000 participants Hopefully, all of them getting on board with the Zwift Hub extra discount, and you can join them hopefully on Zwift afterwards. That's the beauty of the Zwift Hub. It gets you on Zwift on the most affordable trainer in its class in the market. And you can also ride indoors, outdoors, or hand cycle to complete this challenge as well. So, if you want to check it out, go to the link down below or Strava Challenges or Zwift.com. What do you think, Benji? It's kind of like, well, this was the last, it's a game of musical chairs, and this was the last chair open in World Tour, right? Yeah, certainly. Like, we were talking about Quintana's transfer, and where would Lopez go after getting fired? But Cavendish is the one that kept being open for the entire time, because we had the feeling already before B&B folded that it would fold eventually. So... We see the opportunity now for a, a spot that opens and they actually buy it. It's, you know, Kurov that started with the rumors, if I recall correctly, that said, oh, the ball is in Cavendish's camp. And then they apparently started talking behind the scenes and they're now uh, officially confirmed as companions for the next season. Now, let's take a look at the 2022 season of Cavendish. He's won a Giro stage. That was the one day that Merck did a proper lead out, if I recall correctly. Yeah. One UAE tour stage, which... I think was a really decent lead out as well, yeah. but I also no, think no, no, he... No, 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 He went no, from he 300 had... and destroyed everyone. Yeah, he had to do a lot himself. Oman as well had to do a lot himself as yeah. well. He had a, the B or C team lead out in Oman. Milano Torino, I don't remember completely, but another victory Murphy there. Goat lead out. Oh, okay. And British Champs Road Race, that is one where he had to do most of it himself. And then ended up beating, I think, um, Sam, Sam Watson, Watson and yeah. some other dude. Richardson. So, um Eventually, a very strong race from him as well. Kind of reminded me of that Munsterland race in 2021. Kind of like the, the thing where he had to do more than just sprinting. Where he had to kind of get a classic out of himself. And that's also fun to see, especially at the fact that he's rather old now for a, a rider. Like 38 was, uh, was what he was during 2022. So 
being able to perform all that means that you're still at the level to be able to win at the top level of cycling. Now, he wanted the Giro and not the Tour de France, but that's because he didn't sign up for the Tour de France, or at least he wasn't signed up for the Tour de France by Quickstep. And I think your take was simple then, eh? Like, if Cavendish starts the Tour de France, he would win. He would have won more than Jakobsen? No, I think he wins at least one. Okay. Um, and I think he's more he's competitive in more sprints um, than Jakobsen, which was one sprint that Jakobsen was competitive in. So, I don't know. He, he was in really good shape in 2022. I really don't see a big drop-off for 2021, even though, of course, it doesn't have four Tour de France stages. Um, <laughs> did he... Did, does Mark Cavendish really care about the record? That's a question we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. If Mark Cavendish cared about the record more than anything else, would he have signed with B&B Hotels when that project was kicking off? Is that where you would what? have signed, Benji? Would that have made a major difference? Because B&B offered him a full lead-out and an opportunity to sprint at the Tour de France again. So I'd say that... Oh, yeah. that... So single dam, right? Sinkeldam, uh, Caseball was also signed up at, the, at that moment, as considered as signed up, for example. So they have, were signing riders to make a sprint train for Cavendish. So I'd say that it offers the opportunity for Cavendish to both go for the 35th victory, or yeah, 35th victory. But it's also not the prime team necessarily. But what other teams were going to throw the money at? Cavendish. That's also the question we need to ask. Eh? What teams have the benefit of signing a Cavendish? And there's actually quite a few, I'd say. But a BNB wanted that star rider to make sure they 100% had their their World Tour wildcard, their Tour de France wildcard, which I think they would have had anyway, to be honest, the way they've yeah, been getting wildcards in the last decade. Uh, <laughs> but um, what would you have seen when it comes to other teams? Do you think wow. you should have signed for a different team? Well, I'm just saying that if I uh, there's probably some other teams with a better track road of record of performance than DMB, which is a track yeah. record of zero performance. Um, and so I think he also wanted the money. And that's what you mentioned, you know, what teams also had the money and once BNB folded, really no one. No one has no one's got millions hanging around in in December or November, except I think UAE signed he or she then um, for whatever that was on after yep. he left DSM. So Astana cleared or terminated Lopez contract. Um, apparently Lopez saying he'll fight that. But anyway, some money came off the books. He's there, Cav. They also, 20 minutes before recording, thank God, announced the signing of Case Bowl. He will be on a one-year deal as well, the Dutch sprinter. He was supposed to go to... Uh, B&B single dam's already gone to Alperson, so that's a big blow for that train. I think I rate single yep. dam a fair bit. Uh, Bowl says he'll go for his own sprints in some races, but also lead out Cavendish. Uh, the holdup apparently was, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it was Oakley. I haven't checked who Astana's sunglasses yeah. sponsor is, but if you look at a recent photo Cavendish has put up on Instagram or Twitter or something. Well, the team has put up. He's not got his sunnies on, and he's holding his left hand. Um, Ass has pointed this out in, to me, um, sent it to me. He's holding his left hand really weirdly behind his thigh out of shot, and I think he's holding his sunnies out of shot. So I reckon Oakley <laughs> was the holdup. He's been with them for ages. Um, but yeah, how do you think, pun? 
It's very possible. And that's one of the things that matters when it comes to these big money transfers, the big rider transfers, perhaps not the biggest money anymore. I'd still think it's a, a notable amount of money, but we're talking about a rider that has so many personal deals that they conflict with the personal deal, with the, the deals of the team. So during the negotiations, it becomes very difficult because like you say, an Oakley sunglasses sponsor might not agree with the sunglasses sponsor of Astana and the team sponsor with the sunglasses might not be okay with the team signing someone that has a, a different sunglasses and will be the new phase of the team, basically. So I see both sides of the puzzle. Eh? I see both sides and I understand both sides, but that's one of the things with these high-profile signups. And that's one of the things that will matter, for example, if Peter Sagan goes to a different team at some point. Well, it depends whether he still he still has that like superstar rating and so forth. But that's what matters. But you spoke about Case Bowl. There were some some pictures already on Strava with him riding with people on a Willier bike as well, the same Astana bike as Cavendish was seen on a few weeks ago. So it was basically unofficially confirmed that he was going to be signing for Astana. But that does play a role when it comes to the lead out, eh? Case Bowl being signed as a lead out, but that's only one rider. And we, Have you ever seen we need Case to notice Bowl do a good lead out. Um, for Sam Wellsford in that one victory Wellsford had in 20, uh, 2022, Ball was doing a lead out there. So he's done one decent one, but does okay. that mean he can do it at Walter level? I don't know. But I will say, the team was full after signing Cavendish. And for that, they had to remove someone from the team, an Astana, uh, a Kazakh rider on the team. And earlier it was rumored to be Nuli Kasem. But eventually, it ended up being Zakharov. I don't think many people care which Kazakh rider is going to be shoved to the dev team there. But just wanted to mention that Kaseball is joining as a replacement of Zakharov, who's going to be focusing on the Olympics. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do there, but I guess we'll I guess we'll see at the Olympics. But uh, next to Kaseball, who do they have as potential lead-up material? You think? So they got this Russian kid, Gleb Syriatsa. He's actually pretty good, and just we've got a good article that. Um, Carlos did on lanternroof.com, which we published yesterday, which goes through the history of Astana um, and its sprinters. That's about a paragraph because it's a very, very uh, short history. Um, <laughs> they have one World Tour bunch sprint victory uh, in the Enico Tour. Guardini was their main sprinter for a while. The other sprinters they flew had were Court, Ballerini, Aaron Baru, not real sprinters. What about Legend. Him? He was mean. the kind of guy, he was the predecessor of Jakub Mareshko. Jakub Mareshko yeah, was the guy yeah, that went OG. to Turkey, that went to <laughs> Tour of Hainan, King Kai Lake, all those Asian races, uh, Middle Eastern races. Stages. Exactly. Guardini <laughs> is the legend, the original legend that won so many Lankawi stages, so many King Kai Lake stages, stage in Tour of Hainan. So, ah, uh, I loved I loved playing with that guy on Pro Cycling Manager as a kid. But uh, anyway, continue, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, so there's they really don't have... I much experience in lead-out trains, uh, but they already had signed this Russian kid, Syriitsa, and he, he's he been on the Spanish amateur circuit, which is actually quite hilly and competitive. He, I only noticed him at uh, Tour of Norway or Arctic Race of Norway, Arctic Race, I think, where he was beaten in a hilly, miserable stage and uphill finish by young, talented French rider Axel Zangl, <laughs> and to come second to him, you got to be pretty good. So... Uh, and he's huge. This guy is fucking huge. He's like 85 kilos. So I'm like, well, I mean, he's fast. He's big. Like, maybe he can do a lead out. But <laughs> there's lots of guys who are big, lots of guys who are fast. That doesn't mean 
you can be there in the last K of a Tour de France sprint contributing. That's a whole yep. different ball game, whole different experience. You know, is Syriac is a physically better or stronger than Romol Sinkledam? Is Syriac more likely to win some sort of Slovakia stage than Sinkledam next year? Absolutely. But I would take Sinkledam as a lead out every time. Exactly. And also the aspect is we can compare Syriza's form, basically a tank on a bike, Kind of with Jonathan Milan from Bahrain, but why is it that a Milan who's winning those versatile sprints in Croatia, for example, that's doing well in that regard, a good track rider and so forth, why is it that he's not doing any leadouts for a Bauhaus, for example? Has Bahrain figured out that that rider oh, no, can't he did. be? Did he? He gifted Bar he gifted Bauhaus put that Polonia stage. He literally oh, okay, just handed okay, it okay, to okay. him. Ah, oh, perfect. Ah, oh, I didn't remember that. And he gave that specific one. Well, in Crow Race, that, that's certainly the case. So okay remove whatever I just said from your <laughs> mind and we'll continue onward. Now, I'm a um, Jonathan Milan fanboy, so I was just going to cut that <laughs> off there. I think, <laughs> Mate, Jonathan Milan, he's going to win Milano San Remo. Probably, yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't Might be overrating him. <laughs> Might be overrating him, but anyway. Yeah. Martin Lass, that's also a rider they signed, which oh, is an Estonian dude from Bora. Lead out for Ackermann in the 2021 UAE Tour, but if I recall correctly... Ackermann's best result was like a podium. I think top 10s in some stages as well. But he only seemed to have let out Ackermann for those two stages. But outside of those races, I don't find many races where he seems to have been an accurate lead-out or an actual lead-out in those races because he seems to have sprinted a lot for his own success in the likes of a Sibiu Tour, Baltic Chain Tour, where he was successful. But that's Conti level. Like, we don't know if this guy can do a proper lead-out outside of that. And I recall that we had discussions about Ackermann that year about whether his lead-out was competent enough or whether it was Ackermann that was the problem. Or was that 2022? Was that one of the two years? 2021, Schwarzman and Zerig. Ackermann got the blame. I don't think his level changed that much. And we've seen Schwarzman and Zerig at Lotto Sudar last year. Wasn't great, was it? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, anyway. Carlos thinks their team will be, and I agree with most of it, bold for the Tour de France. They could put together bold Siritza, Moscon as sort of a Moscon could be like a setup man. I mean, if Alphalete yeah. could do it, Moscon could do it. But I mean, you might not have a professional level rider in Moscon. You might have a really, really good rider. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Fedorov, Luis Leon Sanchez is back there. Lushenko will go for GC. I really don't see Lushenko helping. In the last three Ks, um, he'll be riding for his own GC, one would think, and Andre Zeitz. So, yeah, it's like they're just they're just not going to compete with the other – because other teams are going to send – I think I think the big boy trains might be back, Benji, for this tour <laughs> because it's so sprint heavy. That's possible, but the factor is that if so many trains show up, then it becomes very difficult to be that one train that pops out and is the best one. So it's going to be very difficult for Astana to be that – one train because it's not really the train where you shout okay this train's going to destroy the quick step train in 2023 for example now a fedorov i do believe that fedorov can beat that engine for example when it comes to let's it's difficult good. yeah fedorov's actually good uh but we haven't seen him in this role yet that being said i do believe he can do this next to that there's the advantage that if he gets in trouble with people he can fight we saw it at the start of the Ronde of london when he started punching Otto Vergard, or at least like they started fighting a bit bit of a quarrel at that at the start of that race, but let's talk about the other riders you mentioned here for a second. 
And Lutsenko, you mentioned when it comes to GC, actually, uh, actually read somewhere that he's going to focus on what he thinks he's good at instead of trying to hunt for GC anymore. And that's getting staged and so forth, which Fair enough. I kind of like. I like that idea because he can generally mm. just win a stage in every Grand Tour that he shows up. And one day races, I do want to see him try and level up a tiny bit and see if he can compete again in those races. Now, Moscon, you said it. It's difficult, eh? You said it. Amateur rider in some races, top rider in other races. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. And um, he's kind of like a box of chocolates. But hey, I guess we'll see throughout the season if Moscon shows up at peak Moscon level or not. If at peak Moscon, he can definitely be part of a lead out. Other names... Batistella is a weird one because he's such a versatile rider that he could be in a lead-out trade somewhere. Giro. But he's too light, right? Like 65 kilos? Does that matter? Yeah, I think he'll do Giro. Anyway, I think okay. they ha- yeah, they'll send him there. I, I, see, I see what you mean, but yeah. I, I think ultimately they're just going to have to use Bowl and Siritsa to place Cav- try and place Cavendish on some relevant wheel with 2,500 to go. And try and help him save energy. I think Cav, if you if you do keep him, if he's in the same shape, question mark, like Byron McLaren Cav isn't that long in the annals of history. Um, but and Quick Step, we've seen there's a drop off when sprinters leave Quick Step because that is where yeah. sprinters get the most out of themselves. So that might happen as well. But if they can keep Cavendish fresh, big if from 10Ks to 2Ks, put him on the right train, he's got a shot, um, maybe. I don't know how the, like, again, the bike change to his tough, the equipment, all that stuff. It's all against him, really. Like, everything's a downgrade. Every single thing. Training, team, lead out, um, bike, equipment, everything's worse. So, it's, yeah, it's tough for him. But- I mean, if, It'd be great if you can do it, but it's tough. As a sprinter, most teams are a downgrade, though, unless you're going to show up with a Von Poppel. Like, a Merku, even in his worst days, has still those spicy days where you can still deliver the godlike lead-out. Like, for example, the Torino race that you mentioned, if I recall correctly, was a, was the one with a, oh, a great yeah. lead-out. Merku was still above-average lead-out man last year. Yeah, so it's... It was always going to be a downgrade to many teams, but I agree that Astana is definitely one of the one of the ones where you're like, okay, man. But on the bright side, the conclusion that we can give is Cavendish gets to go to the Tour de France, so that's a win for Cavendish and a win for cycling fans. Like it could have gone worse. He could have ended up at Hume about Health, for example, because there was that discussion, and the team has said that they had had discussions about it. So imagine if he ended up there, then we're not seeing him at the Tour de France. And Dude, I was staring argue, down the barrel of. <laughs> having to do like four stages in a row in Flemish because it was going to be Philips and Jakobs and Groenewijk and back to back to back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So I'm actually paying half Cav salary to Stana um, <laughs> so that I can... Astana wishes. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Astana's like, is that legally binding? Can we take him up on that? <laughs> um, will he pay the TDF bonus for your wins? Um, maybe, maybe. Oh, if he gets now, decent um, views. There is the aspect you said it, that 50-50 question mark of will he, will he do the same level as he had at Quick Step or at Dimension Data a few years ago when he left Quick Step? Or will he end up being the sprinter that we saw at Bahrain, which was the most expensive lead out in the world, as your video title during that period? We never know. And I guess it 
it matters, but on the other end, they still have the marketing side of things that runs Astana a bit throughout the year. Because let's be honest about it, Astana without this Cavendish transfer is not a world tour worthy team in my personal opinion. That's like a a pro team level team with the level that Moscon is riding at, with the level that most riders are riding at. Batistella, Lutsenko, those are the names that are doing stuff. And that's not necessarily enough for me to say, oh, this is a hardcore world, uh, Walter level team, for example. So that Cavendish transfer at least gives the team a face and some more boost when it comes to their relevance within cycling, because that was lacking for me when I saw the team before this transfer. So they become a bit more relevant. That's a win for Astana. It's a one-year contract, so it's not the the major investment of multiple years here either would have been shocking if they did for multiple years. So I guess that's all I can say about Cavendish, really. What do I expect from him? I don't know. Like, what can we expect of him with will that train? It? I guess will, will he, he win his 35th? I got to say yes, just for the sake of it, eh? I don't want to root against riders. I'll have to go. I'll say no, just to be <laughs> a doubting Thomas. Um, okay, okay, okay. I, I think you'll I think you'll be motivated. I think he will be in better shape than at Bahrain. It's only a one year yeah. deal. He might want to keep riding afterwards. He might break it in twenty twenty four, um or later. He's still holding good shape. I just think yeah, there's just as I said, a, a lot of factors against him, um, that make it tough and there'll be Phillips and Jakobsen Gronovec and wow, yada yada yada. A lot of other guys going for sprints. But I hope he does it. Selfishly, I hope he does break the record. Um, it, it will be weird seeing it would just be weird seeing Astana and him going for sprints at least in the British National Champs kit so it's kind of a um, he's more familiar in that sense uh, otherwise Miguel Angel Lopez speaking of Astana he's gone to Medellin who have also asked many times if Nairo Quintana would like to join them uh, who has declined <laughs> uh, Lopez did some race or something did it be climbing effort pretty fast so i'm keen to see him against remco and san juan imagine if he smokes remco that would be funny um and quintana is that actually confirmed that quintana's joining corotech it's not confirmed it's a rumor that's showing up but it's weird because this rumor is showing up at the same time that corotech has like confirmed their team for the season so is the is the rumor does it have any substance we don't know but let's think about it for a second if quintana joins corotech they're fighting for the fourth wildcard spot of the Giro with Q36.5 and Tudor Pro Cycling. I'd argue that Quintana's transfer, if you're Venyi, moves them past those teams and secures them a, a pro, t- uh, well, a wildcard spot for the Giro, which is probably something the team didn't expect the first year of moving from the Conti status that they were to a pro team status. But I actually kind of like the, the transfers that Quadratec has been doing towards. Uh, why are we doing a Quadratec preview? <laughs> i mean the twitter whoever runs their twitter account is pretty good oh, yeah it's, pretty it's the same guy that we spoke to on the podcast uh when when vini folded oh Valeria. about the doping affair yeah is that him yeah it's him that's running it now um i think he's leaving and becoming uh, some role at rcs if i recall correctly but hey so right. it's gonna get a bit more boring the uh the feed the twitter feed of the team Korotek. i mean if quintana goes to Korotek. You gotta send him to the Giro. Yeah. Like I don't know what Bardiani have done to deserve um Barniani still in do they still exist? Yeah. Green Project <laughs> they, oh, they changed their name. Their jersey is okay. amazing now. It's the jersey is fly. It's the same I'm jersey. Just checking to see do they that they had 
which called Brelly winning stages back in the day for them at the Giro. If yeah, right that was so, yeah. I, this is the goat jersey. I mean, they were just as good as YOLO last year, maybe better than YOLO. So if Quintana goes, Corotech probably booked their wild card. Um, but yeah, like what level will Quintana be at Corotech? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, what level is Lopez at Medellin? Lopez will be flying, 100%. I guarantee he's going <laughs> to fucking smoke Remco on the sun one yeah. round. I'll finish. Yeah. Um, him and Oscar Sevilla just... <laughs> Remco's like, what the hell? This is quicker than Norway. <laughs> um, I'd love to see it. That's, that's what we want. That's what we tune into the, those January races for. Um, but yeah, funny, just weird. Just really weird. Only in cycling. Cavendish with Stana. Lopez de Medellin at 28 years old after, you know, top fiving a Grand Tour easily. And Quintana, maybe to Corotech, who, frankly, I didn't really know who they were until like maybe three weeks ago. So, and there we have it. That's the transfers roundup and the Astana <laughs> preview. Hope you liked it. Um, rapid fire. And we'll be back with the stage two of TDU tomorrow. Till then, ciao. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.